Hello, my fellow spirits, demons, and cryptids. I'm delighted that you've come. I have a story to tell you, something that happened long ago. Or recently. It's difficult to tell what with time being a figment of our imagination. Even so, allow me to be your narrator. Your guide to a place similar to ours, filled with people similar to you, as they face the strange, the dangerous, and the mysterious. Make sure you're comfortable, but not too comfortable. And if you feel something watching you, don't worry. That's completely normal. The liquor is an odd little yokai. It's one of those ancient common spirits that have a lot of legends, but not many people want to talk about them. I didn't even know what it was until I encountered it myself. One night, as I was rushing to the bathroom in my house, I saw something in the darkness. It was hunched over the toilet, moving, breathing. I turned on the light and it just disappeared. I was terrified, but I couldn't not go to the bathroom. I left the door open in case of a quick getaway, but nothing happened. I wondered if I imagined it. The next day, I told my friend Kenji about it. His eyes lit up like fireworks. Yokai was the first thing he said. In my bathroom? I crossed my arms. Listen, Satu-chan, don't call me that. There are sandal yokai. Sandals. I would not be surprised if your gross bathroom had a neglected item that turned into a demon. Kenji, you don't know my bathroom. You've never even been to my house yet, and I've lived there for almost six months now. I've been busy teaching. I'm a teacher, he decided to remind me. If I were a comic book artist like you, I'd have all the time in the world to visit, but I have to actually grade papers and do work. I glared at him. He liked to pretend I lived a charmed life, scrambling from deadline to deadline, making peanuts for my talent, only to get ridiculed like it isn't an actual job. He knew it irked me. I tried to not let it show, but his grin was too stupid. I hate you, I told him. You love me, he beamed. But Satoru, honestly, I think you have a yokai in your bathroom. Oh yeah? I challenged. What kind of yokai? Kenji shrugged. I don't know. I didn't see it. Why don't you look it up? I will if I see it again, I dismissed. I honestly thought that I may have imagined it, so I didn't press the matter much. We spent the rest of our lunch at the school he worked at, talking about his students and some of the staff and a guy he really liked. I told him to go for it, but like usual, he brushed it off and preferred to retract into his fantasies. He insisted I meet someone, but I was never really someone who took relationships that seriously. I didn't see the appeal. Kenji was really my only social life, and I was content with spending the rest of my time alone in my house with my dog and my cat. I live vicariously through you, I told him, so you're the one that's got to get himself in a relationship soon. I'm still a little hurt from when I dated Rika, he admitted. She was just awful. What if this guy is actually an awful person? You won't know until you try, I urged. Nah, I'll just pretend I asked and he rejected me already. Cut out the embarrassing middle part, he sipped his soda. You're hopeless, I informed him with a smirk. Not as hopeless as you, Satu-chan, he joked. I picked up my chopsticks. If you don't stop calling me that, I'm eating your dumpling. He guarded his dumpling and huffed. Don't take others' food, that's rude. I can't believe you're a teacher with how immature you are, I laughed. The next morning, we went on as usual, and the morning after. A deadline was coming up to have the final inking for a new comic, and I hadn't slept well the night before, so when I saw the shadow in my bathroom again, I was sure it was an illusion. Like before, it was gone as fast as it came. I didn't dare tell Kenji about the second sighting. He was a huge fan of mythology, and I didn't feel like listening to him talk about yokai again. 
He was so invested in the idea of demons that he went to the Ningyo Kyuyo festival every year, which was the festival of respectfully burning toys so they won't get possessed from abandonment. Kenji liked coming back and giving me silly little souvenirs from it, which I keep in a little drawer of things that will never be useful in my life. Every so often, I'd take something out for my cat Orenji or my dog Ringo to play with. It wasn't like I disbelieved in yokai, I just had little interest in the topic. I was too caught up in my work to feel like the hallucination I have when going to my bathroom at night was anything pertinent. Then one night, as I was cuddled in my blanket, I heard Ringo losing his mind. He kept yapping and growling, and when the idea of an intruder came to mind, I shot awake as soon as I could. I could see its silhouette from the nightlight of my door. Ringo was barking at it from the doorway, but it hunched there, clinging to the ceiling nearly over my bed, licking my wall with a large tongue. Ugh! I shouted and hurried to my desk lamp. I turned it on, and it was gone. Ringo stopped barking. I looked at my dog. You saw it too? I realized then that it couldn't be only a hallucination. I closed the bedroom door so Ringo would stay in my room to bark in case it came back, but I could barely sleep after that. Eventually, Ringo jumped onto my bed and slept against my hip. I tried not to think about the husky fur I'll have to brush off my bed later, but any other thought was welcome to whatever had been on my ceiling. Caving in, I searched the internet for yokai with large tongues. An Akaname, I found out, is a creature that licks filthy bathrooms at night. At first, I was relieved, but then I was insulted. My bathroom isn't that filthy. If that was the demon I saw, then why was it licking my wall? My body shuddered. You know, I would say I told you so, but I feel almost like it's self-explanatory at this point, Kenji joked. I shouldn't have told you, I muttered. Well, how do I get rid of it? It's obvious, isn't it? Kenji pointed his chopsticks at me. You have to clean your bathroom. It's not even that filthy, I cried. Tell that to the yokai, Kenji countered. I huffed. Why me, though? I'm sure there are plenty other filthy bathrooms that are worse than mine. Well, I can't say. I've never seen your bathroom. The rest of the afternoon was spent cleaning my bathroom. By the time I finished cleaning, it was spotless. There. See the yokai find any dirt or grime now, I smiled. That night, I didn't sleep for very long. I wanted to see if my house was finally yokai-less. My cat slept at my windowsill, her tail twitching as she took peace in the moonlight. I envied her. It was the middle of the night and I decided at last to go take a look at the bathroom. I was as quiet as I could be, walking slowly, hopefully that there was nothing there to be worried about. To my horror, and to my frustration, it remained there, hunched over licking the same spot behind my toilet. Hey, I shouted, and I turned on the light. The yokai disappeared. I walked up to the spot it was licking, but I only saw the clean wall tile that I had scrubbed just yesterday. I groaned out of frustration. On my way to my room, I could see the yokai licking at the ceiling of my bedroom again. I turned on the light, and it disappeared. This is ridiculous, I shouted. I slept with the lights on. It was uncomfortable, and I woke up with a headache but it was a better alternative to having a creature hovering over my bed in my sleep. I was out of ideas. That is weird. It says in the book that they only eat filth, right? So why would the Akanami still be in your house if you cleaned everything? Could it be a different yokai? I looked, I told Kenji, but nothing else seemed to fit what it is. I'm starting to get a little scared. Kenji looked at me. 
Listen, Satu-chan, if it's that bad for you, then I'll see what I can do about coming over this weekend and spending the night so I can catch a glimpse of the thing. Maybe with the two of us thinking about a solution, we'll be able to get rid of the Okai. Despite him using the horrid nickname, I could tell Kenji was sincere about my feelings. I sighed and lightly punched his arm. Stop using that nickname already, it's embarrassing. I think it's cute, Kenji replied, and it suits you. It does not, I blushed. You're always picking on me. That's what brothers do, right? He winked. He always fancied as being like a brother to me, and I guess I really never had an argument against it. My grin widened, and I said in the cutest, most annoying way possible, Oni-san. Kenji physically shuddered. Ugh, I've created a monster. We both laughed. Kenji arrived at my house on Saturday. I cleaned the entire house until it was spotless. He came by and whistled. You're really serious about this cleaning thing. I can't see a speck of dust anywhere. I puffed my chest out in pride. We spent the day watching television and talking and doing all the things we used to do together as kids. Ringo and Orenji joined us on the couch. Orenji purred and kneaded Kenji's leg before sitting on his lap. I was thinking, Kenji said. What if the filth isn't in your house, but in your walls? Could it be that maybe you have mold in the wall? My heart dropped. It would cost a lot of money to fix that if it spread all over the bathroom and the bedroom. The more I thought about it, the more I was sure that's what it was. I thought I should probably see about getting someone here to fix that, but I only just got on top of my bills. You know, if we were roommates in a house, then living expenses would be cheaper for both of us, Kenji pointed out. We tried to be roommates before, remember? You were going to try to kill me with all my snoring, I reminded him. Well, we didn't know each other well enough yet, he pointed out. I think we'll do better next time. Maybe, I contemplated. That night, Kenji and I waited in my room with the lights turned off. I kept looking at the ceiling. He kept looking towards the hallway. Ringo and Orenji scurried around the house. I sighed. I'm going to throw a toy out for them to play with. They'll be quiet, hopefully. Sure, I'll wait here, Kenji replied. I walked out the door and towards the kitchen. I grabbed a little souvenir from the festival and tossed it over to them. On my way back, I froze. The Akinami was glued to the side of the wall, licking the living room. I hurried to the bedroom. Kenji, it's in the living room, I hissed. What, really? he asked. He followed me there and he almost cried out in surprise. Yeah, my god, it's huge! he hissed back. It's like the size of a horse! It wasn't that big before, I whispered. I grabbed Kenji's arm and scrambled for the switch. Kenji stopped my hand. Wait, maybe if we hit the wall there with a hammer or something, we can see what's causing the Akinami to try licking there. Are you insane? You want to hit holes in my wall? I hissed incredulously. The Molf guys will be doing that anyway. I'll help you patch it up if it turns out to be nothing, okay? I didn't like the idea at all, but I also didn't see there being much more of a choice. It was either that or move, and I wasn't prepared to do that when I got this house for so cheap. I should have known something was wrong when the landlord wanted so little to sell it. I was still making payments, but the house would be paid off in the span of a year. I went to the kitchen and took a hammer out of the junk drawer. When I came back, Kenji's eyes were on Orenji. Is that the yokai keychain I got you last year at the festival? I ignored him. When I turn on the light, you hit the wall with the hammer. Try not to destroy the wall too much, please? I'll make the hole as clean and small as possible, he promised. I snuck closer to the living room light, 
and once I turned the light on, Kenji came by and hit the hammer right where the Akaname just was. There was a loud bang, and to my surprise, the wall just gave in. Kenji peeled away parts of the broken wall. What the... He peered in more. His eyes went wide. He scrambled back, falling over and dropping the hammer. He cried out, and a large chunk of the wall peeled down. Between the wall was a mass of bones, matted hair, and flesh. The stomach had been hollowed out. The skin looked wrinkled and dried, as though it had been prepared or something. Kenji and I both lost a battle with our stomachs. I cried out in horror. Let's get out of here, Kenji cried, but I was struck with realization. I grabbed the hammer from Kenji and ran to my room. The cat and the dog both ran out of the room when they saw me come in. I stood on my bed and hit the ceiling. What are you doing? Let's just go! Kenji tried to stop me, but one more hit and before he dragged me away, let the skeletal remains loose to fall onto my bed. I cried and screamed. I was in hysterics. Kenji had to drag me out of the room, the sight of the yokai licking my bathroom wall being the last sight I registered before blacking out. Kenji called the police. He took me to his house and even braved the house of murder long enough to get Ringo and Orenji, as well as some of my clothes. There were weeks of interrogations. A hunt for my landlord began. People ask me all the time when they find out I was the woman that lived in that house why I didn't smell the formaldehyde. They ask me how I couldn't have known, why I wasn't suspicious of my landlord. You don't think to be aware of things like that. I've never smelled formaldehyde before. I had no reason to be suspicious. In the rush of everyday life, who would stop to wonder if there were skeletons in their walls? If it weren't for the yokai, I might have never known. Thank you for listening to my tale. If you wish to find more creations of mine, please visit Harganoff Animated on YouTube, spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. If you wish to support me or take advantage of perks such as content a week ahead of time, sneak peeks of new projects, or chances to contribute to these tales, visit patreon.com slash Harganoff. Again, spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. I find such delight in sharing my stories with you. Hopefully, I will see you again soon.